0: Our leader will now share for 20 to 25 minutes describing what it was like what happened and what it's like now our leader for tonight is Dominic and okay. it's Dominic and both a reader oh, yeah. Yeah. glad to be here and I'm glad to be absent today I'm bad for uh, Gail and Tom <laughs> last week I spoke at a different meeting um, so I, I I've been in the program I uh, last Saturday was uh, I had 21 years of abstinence in the program, you know. So I, that was a big. Uh, w- when I got here, I was uh, th- three, three, three. <laughs> it was the last number on my scale. Some days it was E, and some days it was three, three, three. <laughs> and that hadn't been my top weight. I I mean uh, the f- a few months before that, I probably was a little heavier. I, I weighed myself first it was three fifty two, but all that means is that weight and being overweight was a big focus of mine and just and i've been overweight my whole life and just to, for newer people most people here have heard me many many times but just if you're newer or haven't i talk a lot about weight but when it comes down to it maybe if i don't make this clear is ultimately i just couldn't stop eating you know what i mean I'm, i was a power i was powerless over the choice to eat like if there was a choice to eat it or not i was going to eat it and i was part, i lost i i didn't have the choice over that and it didn't matter what the consequences were and um so to kind of roll back to the the beginning was i was an overweight kid you know and i it's funny i thought found indirectly somewhere on facebook some old very indirect but a picture of me in the classroom you know maybe when i was eight or nine years old, you know, and I was overweight, and I remember being overweight, I remember feeling overweight, I remember people reminding me I was overweight, not so much, mostly my parents, (laughs) and the message I got was, it was wrong, it was my doing, and it was my issue to fix, and that was the end of the guidance, (laughs) and I, I don't think it was, I mean, what do you say, like, how do you know, what do you, what do you say to a kid? How do you change it? And um, I just, some, somewhere before that, maybe I was just born, I popped out that way, but eating was a, a way for me to, I grew up in an alcoholic home, there was it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great, and there was a lot of tension at times, and who knows if what's the chicken and egg, was the eating first, or was the tension first, but whatever, eating was important for me, and I ate a lot, and I grew up like in a remote, you couldn't say a remote hamlet, because I would imply there was more than one home near each other. Like I grew up in the country, and it wasn't a hamlet. And the thing is, uh, it aspired to be one. And they um, i I would be at the neighbors' houses when they ate, you know, like, they were all, all farmhouses, so they would eat at different times. And it wasn't, I, I, I didn't remember consciously deciding that was what I wanted to do. I just, um, that's just, I would be there and I would eat, you know. And then after I left at school, you know, we had lunchtime and they, they, did, they had lunch in the cafeteria, but they would have, there was a store, you know, we'd go to the store and I would just eat, a bunch of you know I'd have I'd always have money you know that's a good thing I like I'm a good addict like I I always made sure I had an (laughs) equivalent, the right amount of money to buy what I needed you know and so I would eat a lot of um eat my lunch and then I would eat a bunch of more candy and stuff like that and all the kids ate candy and stuff but you know what it was I just ate more more often and I ate more and I just couldn't stop and the thing was important, you know, it's hundred 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 powers meeting, but it's, it's. I mean, anybody's a contributor. I was ashamed, and I was lucky in that I grew up in that small small locale, like teasing and stuff wasn't like an overt problem or bullying or anything like that. But I was very, very self-conscious, and I felt ashamed, and I, it was very touchy if anybody talked about my weight or being fat or anything. I mean, I was really... Un- Tinderhooks all constantly, like I, because I felt really bad. And I was also new pretty early on, like, I can't, I don't know how to stop this. You know, I I just don't know how to, I don't, like, I had no concept of powerlessness, like we talk in these rooms, but I was kind of aware of powerlessness at a young age. And I saw some late, I started dieting, you know, I guess the first one must have been some direction from my mother. And I, I started dieting, and I, I remember I was on, I, in the, in our, on the Beverly Hills diet, and I got pineapple, which was an achievement. But like I say, I'm a good addict. You know, when I set my mind to it and food's involved, I, it, gets, it gets figured out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and like every diet I was ever on, I, I lost weight while I was on the diet. The only problem was I, couldn't, I could never stay on them, and there'd be a day when I wasn't on the diet. And then that day was the day it would start, like, sometimes I would eat whatever I was going to eat. And in my mind, I was thinking tomorrow, next week, next Monday, the start of the month, winter solstice, summer solstice, whatever. Like, as you learn new events and new things that are important, that's when I would, was going to stop. But it was never going to interrupt what I was going to eat right now. And it wasn't even that I, enjoy, I, mean, I enjoyed it, but I just couldn't stop eating. And, you know, I have a different... Other story, like I, I, when I was a teenager, I learned, I started to drink and I did a lot of drinking, you know, when I was there, but I mean, uh, food was my primary thing. And when I got drunk, I felt fat and I ate before, during and after I was, I drank and, um, I just couldn't. And there was a few periods where I dieted off a lot and lot of weight. I wouldn't say to relatively to a nor relatively normal weight. And, uh, not, I'd, I never kept it off for more than a, you know, I never kept it off for more than, a few, you know, a few months. And I would just come back and I'd be back into the thing. And I would. So most of the time I was overweight my whole life. I got here, I was like 30 years of age. And I, um, so, I mean, I. there isn't much to say about it other than something I've been focusing a lot on lately is like, when you're that much overweight and in your mind... For me, I can only talk about me. For me, when I was that much overweight and so much in my mind and so much ashamed, I was very cut off from all things. Like, I never had girlfriends, never had relationships. I, like, there were so many things I didn't do because, you know, of how I felt. Like, things I wanted to do. I mean, uh, I lived. I grew up near a beach and there was, like... I would do that because it was so isolated, you know, this lonely beach, and I would swim all, all the time and go on the beach. But there were so many things I didn't do that I wanted to do or couldn't do. You know what I mean? I like to bike, but I'm not going to bike fifty miles when I'm like hundred. I mean, some people are like, I couldn't at hundred pounds overweight or whatever the amount I was overweight. So, and I think also just more so than the activities was just like how I interacted with everybody was kind of there was a there was a gap there. Like, I felt different, and I didn't feel part of, and I didn't, and I, there was always that thing. And, of course, then you you get, you tend to, to counteract that, I tended to go have, like, a good imagine, imaginary life, you know what I mean? Where all these things were going to be different in the future when I was thin, and I moved here, and I went there, and this happened, and this happened. There were all these conditionals that if they happened, everything was going to come together, and I was going to be... I don't know if I was going to be happy, but I wasn't going to feel like I felt at that moment, you know what I mean? And I mentioned that because it's very hard to, I think that's, for me, and I'm going to talk about me, that's very much related to being a compulsive overeater. Like I lived this fantasy life, you know, and I couldn't, um, and I was great in that fantasy life, like how smart I was, and how this I had, and this, and what the... But at the end of the day, I was eating and pretty isolated and not really connecting with people a lot. And uh, you know, and every the weight was like, I diet a bit for like, literally, sometimes the diets were really short, sometimes they were longer. Then I'd gain back the weight, I would gain back extra weight, and then I would be overweight and eating for a long time, maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe. And then eventually something would happen and I would start another diet and go, go diet back down and I'd come back. And, of course, when you lose the weight, that, that exhilaration of – and, like, the, the – um, the accolades, the, the way people react to you when you lose a lot of weight. Like, they – you know, like, you get – they're so complimentary, and they're happy, and they do that. But then there's, like – and I hate the deafening silence when you put it back on. <laughs> you know, they're just, like – and I don't know what people – they don't know what to say. And – but – Think of it like one is super exhilarating, and you're super happy, and then the, and I remember like in the last latter like the later diets as I got older, when even people were saying, "Oh, you look great! You it's great! That you lost so much weight!" You'd be like, oh, "You just wait! You know, you just wait!" <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like you knew that it was was there. So, and I I go on maybe I'm going on a little bit too much about that, but I mean, I it's just something I've been really focused on. Um, there's a kind of an there was almost like an unreality to my thinking in there, in the sense I were, it was quite painful to be, to feel how fat I was and to feel cut off and to be isolated. So then I had kind of receded into this kind of fantasy life, which wasn't that exciting either, but at least I felt good in it, you know. And, uh, and you know, I kind of lived, I lived, not that I lived in that. And, you know, and then I did a lot of, it drove me to do things, like I went to college, I did, uh, you know, I moved over here, um... Uh, eventually I moved over to Southern California but I did a lot of, a lot of things and uh, I don't know if there's much else to say about that other than uh, all of it was I, reinforcing that I couldn't stop eating and even when I did, I kind of knew that the, the clock was ticking, you know, that someday I would back. I remember I went to one of those pain waves, you know, they, you pay them the way you. And I said, and they said, here's the food. And the woman's like, imagine yourself in a button-down shirt and all of this thing. And I'm, I'm looking and I'm just going, just give me the food. This is, I can start a diet today and it lasts some amount of time, you know, a month, six months, whatever. But someday I won't be on it. And all this food will be piled up in the fridge, and I'll be there for the next two years because I'm not going to eat it, you know, because it's not very good. And the thing is, <laughs> and the thing is, and you know, that's that's kind of what happened. And it, it wasn't that I that was my intent, you know. There was a little bit of hope, but that was just I had got to that point. So when I got to OA, I, at first I I got sent by the Orange County to AA. and once I got to AA, and I got to all the A's. Um, <laughs> when I got there, I went to an NA meeting, and there's a guy who was a hardcore heroin addict who had spent his whole life on heroin, and he had talked about all the ups and downs. And I'd done drugs, and I needed to be in the meeting. I had never done heroin, but I'd done a, other drugs. When he... Uh, he... I I, I followed his story and I thought, you know what, if if this guy was talking about food, I kind of followed him every step of the way on this story. Like his description and he was a very good speaker of all the ups and downs and how he felt. I was like, man, I'm with you. I mean, I didn't say anything, I just sat in the corner and be quiet like like a, a newcomer. But I think one thing I thought about is like, at one point I ended up like smoking cocaine and you know, driving around in the middle of the night, buying it and stuff like that. And like, that's a pretty helpless, place to be, you know, an addict, and I kind of, that's how bad I felt. Like, I didn't care, you know what I mean? And, of course, that's, it's a powerful narcotic, and it has its own life of its own once you do it, but, you know, I was super conscious of being overweight, like, that's all I, and how I felt, and I don't know if the weight or health, but I didn't feel okay, so I got to those A meetings, I had about a year sober in AA, when I, when I eventually came to OA, and when I was in OA, you know, I I didn't I didn't want to be a newcomer. I don't know why you were, it doesn't make any sense. But you know, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense when you're an addict. And the thing is, I didn't want to walk the steps, and I didn't want to have a sponsor. But I wanted to lose a hundred pounds. And but. You know, of course, that's a hard road if you try to do that. Not, I'm not saying it's not possible, but it wasn't possible for me to to do it. But I came and I... But the thing is, I came to a meeting in, in Hof's Hut. In, it's a restaurant opposite John Wayne Airport, or used to be at least. And it was a men's meeting, and there was like probably 40 guys in there and all different sizes and shapes and lengths of abstinence from none to 30 years. You know, it's a very like your meeting. And the thing is... For It was in one place every Saturday that I felt okay. You know, I felt very, I didn't worry about how, me, like, I just felt accepted and okay. I had a chair that was mine. And it was like, I'm not like, because I was in AA meetings, I was like, well, I'm kind of a food addict, you know what I mean? I need to be here, but, I, like, that's my story. And I'm, like, and at work, I'm 300 and that time 40 pounds you know what i mean so i'm not like doing that and there's just a lot of things so i went to that meeting and i was like i have a chair here like i'm totally fine i've earned it it's mine i don't have to like that and that kept me coming back and i came back for about six months before i really like and about that time i moved up here to san francisco and i'd moved to another city and i was thinking like okay i'm going to move to san francisco and it's all going to be different i moved to san francisco and i was staying on this corporate housing right at Geary, right near downtown, like right on Geary, right near Union Square. And I was there like three days and the guy at the corner store kind of knew the routine, right? It's after dinner, you're going to go have dinner. After dinner, on the way back, go to the corner store, buy a bag of something, then go back to the, the room. Maybe that's enough. If it's not, go back to the, the store or go to a different store buy a bunch of stuff with crinkly paper on it, you know. And, you know, it was just a routine. And luckily I called somebody in OA and they said, and the the important thing really for me is they hadn't eaten between meals for six years. And I knew I wasn't able to do that because I'd been going to OA and I would try to eat three meals, like I would try it, and I couldn't make it from one to the next. So I kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. So that was impressive and then i went to the meeting and i started you know and it, it, I, there was a ton of there was a ton of people at the meeting that person became my sponsor and there was a ton of people at the meeting who were absent long term and looked like normal people talked like normal people had stories that i could relate to you know and there was a lot of simi- i found a lot of similarities you know and everybody has different stories but i mean i found there, like the thing about them is they just there was enough similarities, and I started to work the program and i and when I worked the program, i like i did the steps step one step two, I never had a problem with a lot of people have a problem with step two, but you know they they knew that was going to happen because they put a chapter in the book about, hey, for you that have a problem with step two <laughs> you know so, uh, it's so it 's not uh you, i think it's it's nor like it 's just everybody like you learn everybody's different, and everybody comes to this differently. But there was a solution here and a way to work. And I found a way to work to get an answer. And I was able to have days where there was nothing between breakfast and lunch. And there was nothing between lunch and dinner. And then, which was an absolute, like a miracle, there was nothing between dinner and breakfast. And, you know, it's a, it's a lonely sound when you drop the fork after dinner. You know what I mean? You <laughs> clink <laughs> and it's like, whoa. It could be a long night, you know? And I was... Uh, I got really busy. I went to every kind of meeting. Like, I went to OA meetings primarily, but I went to... I didn't care. I was at a meeting. I just found a safe place in meetings where I could sit and not eat, you know? And I did, I did it for a long time, like maybe for a couple of years. And probably I went to... I probably went to, like dozens of meetings that, that were unnecessarily but who knows who knows what the right number is right so I just kept going and also like this the thing I happened then is like I lost I lost weight and haven't been overweight my whole life and you know I was thinking about that because uh, the meeting I was speaking on Thursday the kind of topic is sexuality our body image depending on the week and I have little to say on either, for the really, <laughs> I have little informed to say. But the thing about it is, what I what I what I thought about after I spoke at that meeting was, the reason I didn't have anything to say is I had no I had no experience. Like in all honesty, like I'd never been a normal weight and a normal. I'd never interacted with people. I'd never dated. I didn't. I was terrified of dating. I was terrified of of women, like I was terrified of the judgment, of, they were, I was terrified of people, I was, there was just a lot of stuff, and I, I mean, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say terrified, like I would be shaking, you know, I'd ask somebody out, and they'd say no, and I would be shaking, you know, and I'm like, so for a long time, I didn't do anything in there, you know, I didn't ask anybody, I just kind of didn't do anything, it was kind of like this numb, I didn't even think I'll do it tomorrow, I just never thought about it. But of course, luckily I have, uh, you know, red bloods <laughs> running through my veins and it's kind of normal that you want to have a, you know, like it's a normal thing to want a partner. And and so eventually that that sprogged me to uh, to start dating and stuff. And I don't want to focus only on that because there was lots of other things, you know, but they say like, once you stop eating, there's two problems, finance and romance. You know? <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, It's not that simple, but they're big they're common and big problems for for a lot of people and i think everybody has a fear of financial you know it's always a, it's always a concern and it's just like when it's not that the fear ever went away but having enough being able to to do to act that's the difference for me i, I wasn't like get to a point where i wasn't terrified it was getting to a point where i was able to act and i mean first it was with with finances I was able to get to a point of like looking at it, viewing it, doing what was necessary, you know, and I was lucky to have good paying jobs and it not to be a major problem, but I was still reckless and it wasn't, I was living kind of precariously around money, just through negligence and having fear of it. So, uh, you know, and I was able to work through that. And then eventually I was able to work through dating, you know, and I, I think, I got in a relationship and I lived with someone and I think that was a kind of a I don't want to say hostage situation is a bad is a strong word but you know like I'm so I was in this relationship and I was so afraid that if I if it ended like I was terrified so I was willing to like not you know that, that's not a good way to be in a relationship that's not a good way to be in a relationship because it's like you're not if you're so terrified of leaving, you can't be yourself in it because you're willing, you know. And uh, eventually we ended up going to couples counseling, and I'm like the biggest fan ever of couples counseling. It's the best thing in the world because it doesn't matter what you said, she said, he said. The end of it for me, this is my understanding of it or what I got was, they asked the other person, what do you want? And then they asked me, what do I want? (laughs) and if they're not the same thing <laughs> it's a very now there's obviously there's a lot more nuance than that i mean i'm not a counselor but that's what it came down for me those two things were different and like when you look at that and you know i there was for a long time i wasn't at a place where i was able to look at that and i i don't know if that's a diversion or not but i i talk about it i'm talk, i'm focused on it right now is because i go and, this is a whole new world for me because a lot of this stuff people learn when they're teenagers You know what i mean they have girlfriends and boyfriends or whatever they do stuff they interact with people they break up they they ask people out they do all this stuff that was not part of my growing up so it was a cold hard learning when i was abstinent at 30 something years old and then then that relationship ended and i was alone and then you do the normal stuff, a lot of biking, and going to the gym, and yoga, and all that stuff, and cooking, and, you know, <laughs> you know, I did a lot of that, and I've always done a lot of that stuff, and I really enjoy it, like, I love it, I love exercising and stuff, but you get kind of sick of this, you know, when it's 5 a.m., and you're, like, riding your bike around the city in the dark, <laughs> and uh, I'm, uh, so I got, I got really angry at some point, and I was like, and I signed up for that thingy harmony, you know, and I was, they asked you about 4 million questions before you even can do anything. They're like, you've got to, you're like online at this form. And I was like typing away, just like, yeah, no, whatever. Yes, no. But I had the feeling, you know, if I like, cause I was terrified, I'd asked a few people out and they'd said no or whatever. And I was terrified all those little feelings were there. And I got to a point where it was like, if I drop dead, on these dates i'm going to do it like i'm going to go i'm going to ask the people out if it doesn't work and that doesn't i'm just going to do it and i i I, and i I, it seems like absurd in a thing but like it's part of me in the middle of those interactions i'd be that terrified kid who was fat and couldn't be accepted and that's why i talk about it here at the century meeting as a sense of like that i was that kid and i i just it would show up and uh you know, I started going on dates and that, th- this thing I did, it was very good because the interactions at the beginning are very metered, like their messaging are very limited. And so I was able to go on dates. And, you know, I went on a lot of dates and not, not that long, not that many, but some a miracle, absolute miracle happened on these dates because I was terrified of rejection and terrified that with, a miracle happened is somehow in the middle of it, I, I realized these are just other people. And they have the same wants, needs, and desires I do, you know. And that's like, they, there's many layers to that. But the, I mean, the first part is like these these we're just other people. But also the fact is, I'm no different. You know, I'm just another person. It's normal to want a relationship because I used to be ashamed about it. Because you know, when I felt ashamed to want a relationship when I was 330 pounds, <laughs> you know, and. It was just such a miracle to be these other people, and of course, like once I got to that point, and I was like, I won't die on these dates, and if I don't meet somebody, it'll suck, but I'll be okay. And of course, right after that, then I met my wife. You know, like on one of these dates, and like, you know, it worked. We've been married for ten years, and it's a big, it's it's a really good thing, you know. But it's, I, I mean, I. I'm just focused on that right now, and most of you have heard my story like so many times. (laughs) I just said that I'm, that I'm focused on and just where I am, and I'm just really grateful for that, and just grateful to know. And also, I'm like I'll wrap up. I'm just grateful to recognize the the kind of injury and the thing of the past that I brought or the loss or whatever. It's just part. I'm grateful that I'm aware of it. You know, it doesn't cause me a ton of pain today. I'm aware of it. There's, there was an impact to being that overweight for that long, but there was a recovery over 20 years in this program. There was a recovery path that has that that's brought me to a great life. Like it's a great life with the Eth result. I mean, of course, there's a billion things that I could complain about. Like, you know, give me give me a phone call in 10 minutes. I'll give you the list. But like, I just can't <laughs> not be grateful for what I have. So I'm really grateful. Thanks for letting me share. <laughs>